Welcome everyone to the MI Game Dev podcast again. I just had this thought on my mind around ideas and why I think ideas are a little bit overhyped and I think we have the tendency of over obsessing with ideas. I realized recently that whenever I started to have a conversation with other wannabe game devs about their ideas, they were kind of reluctant to share information about their ideas because they think it's so good that it's better not to share it. And um, I thought about this a lot because I have some experience about turning ideas into real things. So let me share a couple of things that I I think are generally true and kind of preventing us from progressing. So now I will basically speak based on my own experience and my own reflections of my own behavior, right? And the way I approach these things for quite some time now. Because I also thought that the best thing is to not share an idea because somebody will just steal it, right? And somebody will make it so much better than I can, right? Because obviously I have this insecurity that the best thing that I can come up with is just a good idea, right? Because I have no idea how to turn it into a real game. So the only thing that I have is just a good idea. So one one of the, the common scenarios in my life was, is that, you know, I go to the toilet because I need to take a dump, right? I go there, I doom scroll on my phone, right? I get some inspiration and I just have a great idea, right? On the toilet. It's the best gaming idea ever. Something that, that hasn't been done before, right? Like nobody came up with it. And it's just, I spend like 10 minutes on it and everything just falls into place in my head, right? The game plays perfectly in my head. I totally see it. And I'm kind of, you know, surprised, like why nobody else is is doing that? And I think I'm a genius, right? Right after it, it took me just 10 minutes maximum, right? To come up with the greatest video game idea ever. And I'm so proud. I'm so happy and satisfied with my performance, right? It only took like 10 minutes and that's it. But in reality, actually I have no idea how to turn that into a game. I don't know how it's done, but I think it's easy, right? Because coming up with the idea was super easy. So it must be actually very easy now because all you need is just a good idea, right? That's what you read on the internet usually. Like you just need a great idea and then you're done, right? But in reality, if you think about it, you just have the great idea and you choose to actually, and I did choose to like, like just hold on to it because it's so good. I shouldn't share it with anybody because I'm sure it's going to be stolen, right? And somebody else will make it. So I just hold on to it and I'm super happy. I think I'm a genius. I'm so satisfied with my performance in the gaming industry. And uh, I obviously think about myself that, you know, I could do this. You know, I'm, I'm so capable. My experience as a as a software designer in the B2B enterprise industry, which I know is different, right? It's a it's a it's certainly a different story. But my experience is that everybody has ideas. Believe it or not, actually I deal with people's ideas every single day. Every single day, even the people that you would not even expect to have ideas come to you with ideas. Sometimes they are bad, sometimes they are pretty good, but My job is to triage them, right? To understand and basically understand the fundamental problems around it. Like, you know, what what makes them come up with these ideas? So it's somewhat a different story, but I just wanted to kind of put it out there that ideas on their own don't take you far. 
every single person has a good idea. Believe it or not. Even if you don't assume, you know, that they have a good idea. And in my world, they are even okay to share it with because they hope that somebody will build it for them, right? Because they know that they cannot turn it into something real. Or if they do, they would have to pay a heavy price for it. Like, a, it's going to be an expensive thing to build. And these are just regular people. They are not extraordinary people, right? Just average people like you and me. And they also have ideas. And it took me also a while to actually get out of this mindset. I just come up with the idea and I basically consider myself a game dev because I'm so good at coming up with ideas, right? And I really just want somebody to help me to make it happen. <laughs> but I think at the same time, I also learned that everybody, like people generally tend to be obsessed with their own ideas, right? And that's when things start to fall apart, is that when you meet somebody who could actually have the right skills to turn that idea into something real. But the thing is, they also have their own ideas. <laughs> they also want to basically prioritize their own ideas. They may not think your idea is that awesome. Obviously, we know your idea is awesome. Right? I know mine is awesome because it took me only just 10 minutes to come up with it, right? And it all works in my head. But, you know, how can you explain it to somebody else? How can you and actually, that's what they say, like George Lucas and Steven Spielberg are so good because whatever that is in their head, they're very good at articulating it to others and actually get them on board with the vision and help them to actually make it into reality the way they thought about it. And actually, guys, that's not that easy. These are abstract things. They are so different in our heads. If I, if I say something that a dog is barking at the street, I imagine it in one way and you probably imagine it in a totally different way. It's not exact science. And I think, you know, um, we need to overcome that, right? And be a little more humble, probably. I don't want to give advice here. I'm just kind of sharing my own experience. But, but ideas don't take us too far if they just remain ideas or they stay, if they stay ideas, right? It's like, and everybody has a good idea. So the thing that triggered this thought in my head is a friend of mine who I work with on another podcast. It's a, it's a Hungarian video game focused podcast. We basically talk about video games we like. And um, he just created a, a video for our YouTube channel about unreleased old horror games. And uh, surprise, actually, there was a, a game that I never heard of. Uh, obviously, this, this is anyways a, a, a piece of content that is focusing on rarities like rare stuff you know that you don't really know about and there was a game called harker in it it's basically you know set in the dracula universe is basically about the protagonist of dracula the novel by bram stoker i love dracula stories i really really love them and to be honest i also had an idea that i really would want to make you know a dracula themed game so i saw this video it's an unreleased game and somebody basically put harker as a vampire hunter protagonist into a game right so he's basically fighting dracula and uh, probably monsters of dracula i don't know you know but it's unreleased anyways but it was just a concept it's called harker and actually two months ago during the the christmas break i was concepting a game called harker escape from dracula's castle on my on my ipad I drew the characters. <laughs> I have a couple of versions of Dracula. I imagined it as a Metroid Dread-like game when Harker is basically trapped 
in Dracula's castle. And I realized, you know, when I read the, the novel by Bram Stoker, I realized that actually there's not much about the weeks um, that Harker spent in Dracula's castle. I think he spent like a month there. But, you know, we just see bits and pieces of those interactions between Harker and Dracula and like how they torture basically Harker and keep him as a prisoner. But there's not much, right? And I thought the idea should be is that let's cover this as a game, you know, like expand on on the Dracula story, like Rogue One did in Star Wars. And in my head, because I'm only capable of doing, you know, 2D right now, I thought this this would be like an awesome Metroidvania. I think it's super difficult to make it Metroidvanias, especially fun ones. But, but you know, in my head, it works. And then I saw this content by my friend and uh, the game is called Harker. And it's slightly different, but it's the same idea. You see, other people come up with it. A, a company back in the day even started a project around it. Like it's moving. You can see how the gameplay, the characters, it's a 3D kind of beat em up style game, you know, from the old days, like Devil May Cry. I assume at least it looked like that way. So it's super interesting that other people have maybe the same idea that you have. Obviously yours might be slightly different or your, but but fundamentally others can come up with that idea too. And they put it into execution, right? They started to act on it. And they even had a trailer. Yeah, the project got canceled, you know, funding didn't happen, but but you get what I'm saying, right? Like just being happy with your idea, not sharing it with anybody, not working on it, being comfortable with inaction after that, and just assuming that you're so good at this. I think it's not really a good path, right? You 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 actually I think you should be able to talk about your ideas in a meaningful way. Maybe not, you know, to the world but to the people that you'd like to work with on that project. And the second is like, do it, (laughs) like get started. I don't know how, you know, but get started. I think we overhype ideas and we are a bit over obsessed with ideas and our own ideas. And uh, it doesn't take us far. But the ultimate conclusion I think is that the untapped potential of a Harker game is still out there. And, uh, I don't mind if it's not me who is making it happen. I don't mind, really. I just want to play it. (laughs) And if nobody is doing it, I may get to do it, I hope. Um, And just to prove that I really concepted this thing, I made my version of Harker the cover thumbnail of this podcast episode. So go and check it out. Or you can just follow me on my social media or look at my work on Behance. And you see, the other thing is that I thought this idea of Harker was like revolutionary and so awesome. And now you may listen to this and think, well, yeah, whatever, right? I just shared my precious idea with you guys and take it if you want it. If not, then leave it to me. So yeah, ideas are not much if we don't do anything with them. I guess that's it. But, but, so I've been listening to the episode or the origin recording of this episode so far. And I thought for a couple of days that, yeah, the episode is pretty complete and I shared all that I wanted about ideas. And then I had an exchange with my wife. So we had just a chat about her thoughts around creativity and schools and kids and whatever. And during that discussion, I realized that, oh, actually, there's another important thing that I like to think about when it comes to ideas. And sometimes when somebody um, asks me for advice, I always keep that in mind. And for whatever reason, probably because of, you know, 
the recording and just my head is full of these game dev thoughts, I forgot that. And that's about sharing ideas too early, right? So here I'm gonna argue with myself. <laughs> so although all that I said previously about not acting on or not taking action, once you have an idea, I kind of look at it as it's nothing, right? It's just it's just an idea and uh, it's in your head and you can be happy with it, but it, it's not much. So um, I think at the same time though, although I kind of indicated that I think it's good if you share it and uh, and start to have a conversation about it, right? So you get a bit of a reality check, you can iterate on it and see how people react to it. But I think early on, it's pretty difficult to decide who to share the idea with, especially if it's too early. And the reason why it could go wrong pretty fast is because not many people believe in that thing. They just don't care about it. And that people that you share that idea with might have different plans in their heads for you. Maybe that, that people that you're sharing the idea with think something else about you. That you should do this, you should do that. Let's take my example. I have a proper day job. Why the hell I'm thinking about game dev? Why the hell I'm having these ideas? Why do I waste my time on this thing, right? And have a good day job. You get it, right? So I'm I'm just kind of acting and trying to portray a person's potential reaction, right? Because it seems like anything that I'm thinking of as, as great ideas seems stupid to others. Actually, I have to be pretty conscious about who I'm talking to about my idea. Because if I share it with the wrong people, they will do their best to demotivate me, talk me out of it, or just maybe give me a, a neutral, yeah, neutral negative reaction to it and just kind of closing the conversation with, with, the, with the ending sentence that, well, I th don't think you should do it, right? I think you should not do it. And that's what you want to avoid early on. Because it's so easy to kill your motivation. And yeah, and sometimes these people might be super close to you. And even if you are my best friend right now, whatever, right? And if you think I'm not the right person to share an idea with, because I'm a downer, right? I will drag you down and I will not give you motivation. I will not encourage you. Then yeah, don't share your idea with me. Yes, I, I agree. And I follow the same principle. And it's just very demotivating, right? When you think that, oh, I have a fantastic game idea that I shared with my mother, right? And yeah, she will be like, yeah, yeah, that's cool. Interesting, right? And But you know that my mother is not really into this, right? So she will not be able to give me advice or do otherwise. So she will probably at best give me give me her kind of neutral reaction to it or yeah, you are, you are so... Um, What's the word? Yes. Let me find it quickly. What's the proper translation for that? Okay, I don't think there's a good translation for this word in English, but for sure in Hungary, uh, the the usual reaction that you get from a person that is absolutely, you know, not resonating with your with your activities or thoughts or ideas, would probably tell you, "Oh, you are so clever. Oh, you are so skillful. Oh, you are so able," or whatever. But that's um. So I don't think this translates well, but maybe maybe it does. And let me know, right? Native English speakers, please tell me if, if you get what I'm driving at here. But they would 
they would just give me like this, you know, almost neutral or a little bit positive type of encouragement, but that has no, it, does, it doesn't continue the conversation, right? And um, that's, that's also a pretty demotivating experience in my opinion. So you would want to share it with somebody who you believe, you know, might have something to say about it, something meaningful, not necessarily. Um, and, and I think you could, you could have a, a broader pool of people. So it really depends on what type of perspective you would like to get. So if somebody is, is playing games a lot and you believe you have a game mechanic idea, maybe you could share that with that person. If that person doesn't have to have a degree in um, in game development or whatever, but maybe having some experience so he would be able to or she would be able to react and, and give you some kind of feedback. Um, if you know that there's somebody who generally never encourages you, probably don't share anything with that person, right? Even if it's a close one to you. If you believe that person always holds you back, never, never ever encourages you, I would not share any ideas with that person, even if that person is close to me in life, right? Because it's just the way it is. But you might have different perspectives that you are fishing for, right? Especially if you have a business idea. And in this example, it might be a game dev business idea. It's totally fine to check that with somebody who is good at business, maybe different you know, areas in business. But, but I think it's okay uh, to get a bit of feedback and you can learn so much, like how a business is built, because it's, it's usually about either you know, providing some kind of service, building a product and asking money for it. So mechanically, it might make sense to talk to those types of people. If you don't have those types of people, I don't know, start following them on, on LinkedIn, YouTube. That's what I do, to be honest, because in my family and in my close relationships, there's most people are employees. So they do not really have any perspective on how to build a business or at least how to build some a business that is at least semi-successful. So I don't really have anybody to ask about these things, like how to get started or, or they are not doing well, <laughs> right? So that's the other one is that probably, I think it's okay to, to learn the, learn about others' mistakes for sure. But I think we need good examples as well, right? Like what is successful and what it takes to get to that level to be actually successful. I wouldn't really start to mimic or copy or take advice from people who actually do not really succeed and success could be interpreted broadly in my head so i don't mean that that person has to have a good car and uh, and a huge house um it's more about like is that person happy with his life and you know happiness again interpreted broadly is that he likes what he's doing or she likes what she's doing i'm, I'm guys in hungary and actually we don't have this he and she that's why i'm going back and forth and now i feel like this Current climate doesn't make it easy <laughs> for me to properly explain myself, but sometimes when I use he or she, please don't be offended, right? I am just trying to improve also in English. So yeah, that's the background. So probably I should use they, I know, but I forget, okay? I'm gonna get better at this. So yeah, uh, back to the talk track. So yeah, that's about ideas. And, and the problem is that if you share your ideas too early with somebody who is a fucking asshole about it, let's be frank, right? Because that could also happen or be just neutral, negative. It's like, why are you wasting your time on this? Then yeah, that's bad, right? They will kill your motivation early on, especially if you are reliant on 
other people's feedback because I think we all are to some degree. We we may come may come and say, you know, that oh I don't care what others say. And that's good, right? If you're that type of person, I'm happy for you. And if you could really progress without considering what others think, that's fine. But at the same time, especially I think when it comes to game dev, you know, we have to keep in mind what others think. It's it's good, the idea that all right, I don't care about anybody and I just progress but i think there are patterns to to notice and what works what doesn't work i think things that have been proven wrong in the past probably we should not pursue them so i know i'm being a bit generic about this but i just want to share that i think ideas are best if you take action but at the same time you need to find a balance and not sharing your ideas too early or not sharing your ideas too early with the bad people my strategy around idea sharing is is that, and sometimes I think I annoy people with this a little bit, that I'm not asking for permission from anybody if I want to pursue an idea. That's also a pretty important one, is that I just crack on it and do it, and I develop it for a while. And it's just idea development, so it doesn't mean that there's a product or something about it, but I try to kind of manifest it either into text or maybe a presentation or a small video or a piece of art where I can explain myself a little more what I'm thinking about and why I'm working on it. But I'm, I'm pretty selective uh, about who I share that with. I'm really, really super selective about it. And sometimes my friends get surprised that I didn't share that with them. And they are a bit like, yeah, but why didn't you? Because I think, and it's not because I think you are a bad person. I just think that at that stage, it didn't make sense to share that with you. Because looking at the past interactions, I didn't get too much encouragement. Obviously, these conversations are not taking place, but now in this format, I could basically share it more freely that I'm very selective about that personally. I think it's probably hard to listen to this because I cannot really share with you a success story, right, that backs this thing up. I just strongly believe that that's true. I uh, I released music back in the day, so we recorded albums together with the band, and I always made sure, and probably that's the best analogy, right, is that it was not successful, but we managed to play gigs, right, and we managed to operate a band with the music that we produced, which is already a success. Was it a financial success? No, it was not. But the music I wrote, and we then uh, arranged together with the band, and the, and the other band members also wrote songs, managed or helped us to make the band operational. If we think about usual pop songs or rock songs, then you, you're probably familiar with this um, skeleton, right? That there's verse, there's chorus, there's a cool riff or whatever, there's a theme to it. And, um, and I always made sure that I only shared idea even if it's, it was just an acoustic version of the song, meaning uh, me just singing and I'm playing the acoustic guitar, just the basic chords, right? Nothing special. I always made sure that it's, it's presentable. It is representative of what I'm trying to do and that is going to trigger my bandmates' imagination and creativity to take this further, right? Obviously, in a band, it's good because you already have the people. But the thing is that even in a band we were four and eventually five, not everybody was a creator type, you know? In, even in a band, there might be somebody who likes to play the music and maybe they do not have 
that many ideas around how to create a song, right? But they obviously like to play good songs, so that's fine, right? So it's sometimes early on in the in the creation process, not everybody could contribute to that because it was a bit too early, right? Because, you know, in the first... For example, I'm not talking about a drama, by the way, but just to give an idea that when I play an early version of a song on the acoustic guitar and I just sing, it doesn't have drums in it. It doesn't have bass in it. It doesn't have synths, you know, like there's so many dimensions are missing, but it has to be good in that version as well. So I could explain, you know, that, hey, this is where we are going, right? And this is where we take, so we pick it up from here together. Or are you interested in picking it up, right? But I never went just saying, you know, I have a, an idea of a song, it's about a, a past breakup, right? <laughs> you, you get it, right? Because then that's like nothing, absolutely nothing. So I think it's important to get to at least a minimal level where you can talk about it and then be very selective about who you are sharing that with. Usually, when I shared a song idea that was too early with a non-musician, I never really got good feedback. I had to be selective and actually it was a guitar player that I, I had the, the uh, comfort or like the security to share that with him because he, he was also a creator. He understands that songs start from nothing, right? They start from an idea, start from a small, tiny fraction of a, like a humming, you know, even that simple. And I was always very secure about sharing my initial early ideas with him because I knew he understands, because he understands the whole process. But if I shared my hmm, hmm, hmm with my mom, with my wife or whoever, they were like, yeah, whatever, <laughs> right? And it was like, yeah, you know, it, it doesn't take you far again. Uh, it's too early. But at the same time, I had to keep working on it and take action because if I listen to that feedback, I never do anything, right? If I, if I listen to my mom's, my wife's or whatever, a friend's feedback, who they, they do not even make music. They don't care, <laughs> right? They would at best listen to the very final polished version, right? But my my bandmate, the guitar player, who was also a dear friend, and by the way, that's very good when when two creators meet and they share somewhat similar values, similar interests. That's for me like heaven, you know. When when I meet somebody like that who can help me that way, and I don't have to be insecure about sharing the idea. So yeah. Act on the ideas, but don't share them too early with the wrong people. But it's very difficult. I think, well, not very difficult, but you have to be kind of mindful about who you are sharing that with. And yeah, it's it's actually good. So that kind of reinforces the message that I shared, I think, in the first episode or maybe in the second, I don't know, but that it's good to actually check ideas with somebody else because you need a little bit of feedback. And as you develop the idea and it becomes something, it's, it's getting, I think, easier to onboard other people. And, and now jumping back to game dev, I felt that uh, we really had to get from nothing to at least a playable concept to be able to get feedback from people that we don't know, right? Because other than that, when I just, I just draw a character and show it to somebody, show it to my creator partner, then he would like it. But if I just post it on social media or share it with somebody else who doesn't care about the process of making music or, or sorry, video games, they can't do anything with that. 
They can only say, yeah, this is a nice drawing, right? But it doesn't help you. So I think we just need to get comfortable with that. And to be honest, the reason why I'm recording this, because it's two things, because I see in my network, other people not acting on their ideas. And this is just a constant and being overprotective of their ideas. But also at the same time, I also, you know, suffered from this, that I share my idea and I just don't get feedback or like I get a, not negative, you know, but kind of a, a, a type of neutral feedback. And my interpretation of that feedback is kind of negative. It, it impacts me negatively especially emotionally, right? And I kind of lose steam a little bit. So yeah, it's just that. I, I may not give you proper advice, but since I'm making this podcast and I'm documenting my journey on this uh, on, on this game dev endeavor, I think this is an important one. I kind of have to remind myself that although I may have an idea that I'm so excited to talk about, I need to kind of hold back a little bit. And that's why, for example... I even had the idea of making a podcast like this for nearly two years and I never felt ready. And I just realized after two years that, and obviously it was an idea, right? That, that I, f- I, f- I thought I'm never going to be ready for this, seriously, but I'm readier <laughs> than I was. <laughs> you get it, right? Um, and, and, and this time, actually, I made this, this, you know, English mistake on purpose. But I make plenty with a, uh, you know, in a subconscious manner too. All right. So yeah, th- these are my thoughts uh, on ideas. I hope this was somewhat insightful. And uh, yeah, now I I get back to my day job. <laughs> yeah, it's in in like thirty minutes. I have to convert my mind and and do something else. Unfortunately, so you guys probably know how this is. Um, thanks for listening, and see you next time. Or talk to you next time, maybe. That's better. Yeah, talk to you next time.